Welcome back to another Youth Centered Podcast. We are very excited here today to have two people representing the Comfort Zone Camp. Uh, this is a, a program that I think is going to really blow you away as far as the services that offer for kids that have had uh, dealing with loss. Um, so I'd like to introduce, first of all, our guest today. We have our very own Brenna Carney, who is our support services coordinator, who in her other life actually is a volunteer for CZC. And with her is the regional development director of Comfort Zone Camp, Sue Peachy. So ladies, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Happy to be here. What we'd like to do is have you both give uh, just a uh, quick bio of who you are, and uh, we're going to get into why you're involved with CCZ, but just um, who you are leading up to today. Great. Um, So as you just said, um, I'm the support services coordinator here. So during the mornings, I run small groups at the middle school and high school, and then in the afternoons, I am helping with the rest of the staff running the show downstairs of coordinating... uh, drawing competitions, kickball, um, gaga ball, all that fun stuff. So, and making sure, of course, all the kids are safe. <laughs> Absolutely. And you are obviously a volunteer with the yep. Comfort Zone Camp, which yep. we'll be getting into a little bit more. Sue, who is Sue Apici? Oh, thanks. Um, let's see. On September 11th, I was living in Hoboken, New Jersey, and I had been working in the financial industry for many years and volunteering for a hospital's terminally ill pediatric uh, patient's And after receiving a mailing from Comfort Zone that they did to the surrounding zip codes from um, the uh, Ground Zero that they were calling it at that time, I attended a training and then started volunteering. Um, I was hired a couple years later to coordinate the camp programs and then I moved up here to Massachusetts to coordinate programs and do community outreach and fundraising for this region. So thanks so much for having us on here. Absolutely. So let's get started. Um, I've had the opportunity to look at your very impressive website and and obviously hearing from Brenner over the years, her passion for it. So um, how did the Comfort Zone Camp get started and why did it get started? Well, our founder is Lynn Hughes. Um, She experienced the death of both of her parents when she was very young. So she wanted other children to not have the same experience she did and to provide a resource that wasn't available at that time to her. So um, she and her husband, Kelly, had actually been people that went to camp, loved camp, and um, they were in their careers, in their life, and they were sitting at their dining room table and said, you know, when are we going to get back to camp? So they decided they would blend Lynn's bereavement experience along with both of their love for camp and created comfort zone for kids who have had a death in their family. And it started, I think you told me they started in Virginia and uh, it's moved where? where? Where are the other sites right now? Yes, our headquarters is in Richmond, Virginia, and then it has expanded first into New Jersey after September 11th or as a result of September 11th and then into California. We also have programs in North Carolina and here in Massachusetts. We also have um, programs that are offered through what we call partnerships, and that's where groups such as the National Fallen Firefighters will reach out to us and have us run programs specifically for their community. So we actually are all over the country, depending on where those sites would be. Outstanding. Um, Let's talk a little bit about our initial interest, obviously, is the Comfort Zone Camp, the weekend camp. If you can talk a little bit about that, but also you do so much more than that. What are some of the other services that you guys do? Yes, Comfort Zone is 20 years old and has helped approximately 20,000 kids ages 7 to 17 
as well as young adults, 18 to 25. Um, we have family programs, which are one-day programs, typically about six hours, and then we have weekend programs, as well as we offer workshops and trainings within the community. The primary focus is the weekend camp programs, and um, all of these are free of charge, but I can tell you their kids may not want to go to the camp initially, but then they cannot wait to come back after they've experienced their first one. And I have a feeling Brenna's gonna tell you a lot about that. Um, in case anyone's interested, even at this juncture of our, our discussion, um, registration and additional information are available on our website, and that's www.comfortzonecamp.org. And it's a great uh, website, folks. I got a lot of information in, in prep preparing myself for this podcast, but uh, also got a little emotional just even listening to some of the testimonials and, and watching the video, actually. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that more. But Brenna, obviously you have a full-time job here at the Youth Center, um, and we are working you extremely hard. Uh, but you actually have uh, an interest in this, and you're going to talk a little bit about this. But we've started something here at the Youth Center with our full-time staff, and we call it the Passion Project. And it is the five of us. Uh, we are looking to basically how to even take the youth center to a whole new level and taking ourselves to a whole new level sometimes is to experience uh, some passion with other things. So two hours a week, uh, each of us is working on a passion project, um, which is an interest that each one of us has. And in turn, that passion we have seen, you know, even follow over to the fact of what they're doing full time, the job here. So we know, I knew right away when I said, what's Brenna's passion project going to be? Uh, I knew it was going to be the comfort zone camp. So tell us a little bit about why you volunteer, how you volunteer, how'd you get involved with this whole program? Sure. Um, so obviously this is near and dear to my heart um i've been volunteering with comfort zone since 2010 was when i went to my first training um which is wild because i was a senior in high school so i've known sue since i was a senior in high school which is just wild to me um but i was actually on vacation and uh in myrtle beach with my cousins and i saw the whole clip on about comfort zone on the today show and it sounds so cheesy, but it literally felt like it was like calling to me. Um, I immediately went on my computer uh, and signed up for a training that was going to be happening the following Saturday. Um, and the reason why it it struck me so much was I lost my dad when I was five, and most five year olds have both parents, and my sister and I were the only ones who we were the kind of the only ones and there were days that I felt like an outcast um obviously father's day the father-daughter dances the breakfasts things like that um but since I also was so young it just became my normal um I really don't know any else anything different um but when I went to that first training being surrounded um by other people who get it <laughs> is a feeling that it's indescribable. Um, and then uh, sitting next to me, especially at that training, uh, I lost because I lost my dad to suicide, and I didn't know anyone else my age who've lost a significant person to suicide. And if they did, no one talked about it. And at that training, there was a girl my age just openly talking about it, and just just like how close I am with Sue, about a foot away from me. I remember just staring at her, just being like, "What?" And immediately that kind of that weight I was feeling was lifted off that I didn't even know that I was carrying with me. So I was hooked from that day. 
And I went to my first weekend camp that following spring uh, with one of my really good friends, Evan, who also lost a parent. Um, and uh, and we have been volunteering ever since. And it truly is a magical weekend. Um, and I know it's a bereavement camp, but it's the most fun I have uh, all year. It's, I look forward to it every time. Um, kids come as strangers and apprehensive and scared. And they leave with new best friends connections and just the healing that happens in 72 hours pretty much is just it's it's incredible to witness so you see some amazing things happen for these kids but Mm -hmm. what amazing happens to you being there well I've been fortunate I think I've gone to 18 camps between weekend camps one days trainings um and then I actually was fortunate enough to go to the um the partnership camp with a little hope, um, which is a camp for um, as a young adult camper. Um, so it's a suicide only loss camp. So everyone there experienced um, the same type of loss, which was a feeling that I think I'll never be able to forget, or I don't even know how it could be recreated. Um, I was actually also fortunate enough to share um, my story at camp. Um, so, which was a very humbling experience having people come up to me all weekend, just being like, oh, I connected with you about this and stuff like that. And it was just really eye opening as if, uh, we all just talked about our losses or our struggles a little bit, how connected we actually all are. Um, but, um, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously Sorry. it sounds like you get a tremendous amount out, yeah. of, out of that weekend. Um, Sorry, but just well, like going off of that too is just what I get from the camp too is just the amount of healing. Like we have a hashtag called grieve, heal, grow. And it really is every time I leave a camp, leave camp, I something that I think like, oh, I'm past that, I'm over that. Um, but you do, do, you do heal every single time you leave camp. Because um, grief, as uh, people know, it never goes away. It's something that you... Sh- deal with your entire life um some days it's behind you some days it's next to you and some days it's in your face and comfort zone gives you the skills to kind of um be able to adjust that grief it is is pretty amazing and and as i hoped our passion project initiatives that we kind of implemented here would then come back to even benefit the youth center more and you and i have talked about that we at the youth center need to do a little bit more in the area of grieving um you want to talk a little bit about just um, some raw, raw ideas that we might try to do to, to help in that situation? Yeah, um, just even with my uh, leadership group that I currently have, MVP, um, there's some kids in it who they come from a single parent home. Um, so just maybe possibly uh, what I would love to do in the future is identify those kids that have um, have had a similar loss and um, doing small groups, um, kind of like what I already do now, but um a little more in depth of um feeling less alone and that there are other kids within their their community that's gone through a similar experience absolutely and we're really excited to take that to a new level in the year 2020 sue let me ask you something Uh, when i was given the website address um i went through it page by page um, and i was unbelievably blown away with the testimonials and the video in particular um, talk to us a little bit about if, if I was a parent in North Andover, um, 
that had a child that lost his mother, um, and we were looking to get this into the program. What What is the weekend like? Take me through, I guess, Friday through Sunday. What's it like? <laughs> well, it's a, a wonderful blend of kid fun activities as well as healing activities. I think um, that's probably the best way to start. Um, most first-time parents are surprised at how um, exciting and lively and inspiring it is just to step onto the campsite. There's just a lot of great energy where everyone's excited. Um, but kids come, sometimes they're coming like they want to be there, but then there's kids that come that 100% may not want to be there, that's or correct. at least at the very beginning. That's correct, and the kids can also come back as a repeat uh, returning camper. They're eligible to come once a year. So the the Friday night, though, I would say we're doing icebreakers, just like you know what you would do to break the ice and make everyone comfortable. And each child is matched up with what's known as a big buddy volunteer. And Brenna has been that numerous times, and has been an amazing big buddy. Um, and they're they're doing icebreakers. They're having a meal. They're doing some you know an evening activity. And then um, there's a a big buddy share. And this is what we call one of our three impact moments. And one volunteer who we've pre-selected gets up and tells their story to the entire camp to model what it's like to tell your story. And our founder says, each time you tell your story, you heal a little. And this is what we're showing the kids because oftentimes they haven't even told their story to someone. Um, and then we'll ask, did you connect with that at all? Or did you, know, did you hear something that sounded similar? Did you hear something that sounded different? Do you have any questions? And for example, Brenna was mentioning she had done it at our um, A Little Hope program. Mm -hmm. And then kids have an opportunity to ask some questions. And then they go into what's called a healing circle. And that's where they're um, broken up into age. Um, we start with the youngest to the oldest, and they're broken up into groups of kids. And they stay with that group the entire weekend. They meet four times throughout the weekend with a healing circle leader, which is um, a licensed health practitioner that we've trained for our specific program and so they go into that then they come back they're doing some games while the volunteers are having a little separate meeting and then they wake up boom it's seven o'clock and they're it's go time again and they're doing the challenge course mm -hmm. and then they have another healing circle by that point this is where we see the kids are all really I don't know their shoulders are kind of you know, going back and really straight and they're getting excited and they're seeing that they're with, they're really with kids who they want to be with, who get it. Mm -hmm. And it's this bubble. We call it the comfort zone bubble. It's a, it's a true judgment free zone. It is. It's, and, and they can, they are also, um, in, in complete control of what they're going to talk about. We call it challenge by choice. They get to decide what they want to talk about, whatever they're going to say, they're going to say it we try to keep siblings in separate groups so that they can talk about something that maybe they don't want their sibling to know. They may have some guilt that they're trying to manage, um, or they may believe that they had some involvement in the circumstances of someone passing away. And I mean, there's all kinds of things that may happen. Um, and then we go, we, we have lunch, uh, we have free time, which the kids love, mm -hmm. and, you know, depending on what time of year it is, they might be doing the pool or gaga pit or rock climbing. Rock cli yeah. There, I mean, it's archery or waterfront sports and basketball, or they might even want to just sit and kind of talk with their buddy for a little while. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, there's just so much, they might even go on a hike. 
And then they have a uh, another healing circle. That's their their uh, second one. Mm-hmm. And then an art project, which is really geared towards their um, their loved one. And we have a different one each year. We have a theme each year. This year, our theme is believe. And um, the kids will even talk about that during that initial buddy share, where what that means to them, um, the theme of the year. And so after the art project, they're having dinner, they go and they do some evening activities, and then we have a bonfire. And it's that traditional bonfire where they're doing it's my the favorite part. repeat after me mm-hmm. songs and making s'mores and singing and skits and laughing. And it's, if you don't mind me cutting no, in here, um, it, the bonfire is my favorite part because it's, like Sue just said, it's we have s'mores, we do bonfire songs, and everyone's laughing and it's an amazing connection time and then it's almost like it yeah and then we're able to yeah we simmer down and then we kind of get serious Mm -hmm. um and it's a moment to just reflect on why we're all there um because you truly forget why you're there like you're having so much fun and all of a sudden you're like oh wait we have this huge connection um and usually whoever's running the program that weekend who is always an incredible person (laughs) um they're able to bring the group back down and um then each healing circle individually goes up and everyone has a card uh, for their loved one and we place it in the fire in their message um and it's just very symbolic and beautiful and sad and happy all at (laughs) all at the same time and it's also dark yeah so there's this our set what we call our second impact moment but it's everything that's led up to that even the healing circles Mm -hmm. i mean i didn't expand on that just yet of what happens in those but it's maybe maybe you want to talk about that for a second too yeah and the healing circles um like sue said friday night kids are apprehensive um or they could be and then they are sharing their stories that next morning not even 24 hours after being there and they are they might cry they're gonna laugh and it's amazing the connections they build just in those hour to hour and a half mm-hmm. healing circles and some of them are even th- hearing things from another camper that they may not verbally say oh they might just be absorbing it like a sponge and saying, mm-hmm. oh my goodness that happened to me too or oh is that what i'm feeling so there's a lot of um mm-hmm. like peer mentorship as well as they have their big buddy who is also there. And something that, I mean, I love seeing is when you see someone who was a camper then become a volunteer and they are really guiding this other person. And I'm sure you've seen Mm -hmm. this where it's a different experience where you're looking and saying, oh my goodness, that's what I looked like when I was a, a camper. And so there's just so many little pieces that fit together throughout the weekend. Then on Sunday, we have our our final our fourth healing circle and the kids that typically haven't what we call shared are itching to share because they know they're going to be going home and they've heard everyone else's stories and and they want to share so that they're you know um, either sharing or getting advice or Mm -hmm. just feeling like oh that weight is off of them or they're just feeling like people know them more intimately like they know the other kids and after that we have um we have what we call a memorial service and that's our our third impact moment and it's a kid's way Mm -hmm. of recognizing their loved one so they get up and they're doing um almost like a 
something in memory in honor of their person skit but it's an activity that they're doing together as a healing circle Mm -hmm. and in memory of their loved ones as well as the campers can do something individually or with a couple of their um their camper friends and I don't know that. I think that one. I always cry. That one's amazing. Um, to me, that one's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think because I see the individuality of each of the kids, and also because they're talking about this person that they love so much or they miss so much, and they are, you know, they might even be telling jokes that their loved one used to tell, and everyone's looking for that Kleenex box, mm-hmm. or they're, or we're laughing so hard we need the Kleenex, and mm-hmm. some of the kids are saying, "Oh, I had just started to do gymnastics, so." now I actually know how to do it and I'm going to do this in, you know, in honor and in memory of my loved ones. So it's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds incredible. I mean, the stories you're telling here, it's just emotional even listening to it. Let me ask you something uh, again, going back to your website. Um, you mm-hmm. touched on this. I, I watched a video of a, a young man uh, with a little boy and uh, they talked about the mentoring thing. And I understand Brenner has been that person. How important is that piece to the success of the weekend for that kid? Um, I think it just it helps that little buddy who might be nervous about the weekend um, feel more comfortable um, and knowing that they have a person uh, that's just for them the entire weekend. Um, I know for me, I've been, I've had several little buddies, um, but I've actually am really close to one of them. We, uh, first time we were paired up together, she was in second grade and now she's a sophomore in high school, which is wild. (laughs) Um, and I'm friends with her whole family now. And even she'll text me sometimes and being like, I'm having a bad day. And we are, um, which is rare. Not everyone who has, who gets paired up, um, gets a relationship. I just got really lucky. Um, and with having an extent magical match Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and but like I said those connections um and during that downtime like Sue said uh that might be a time where it's like well did you go through something like that or because you don't necessarily have had to have lost someone to volunteer but everyone knows what it's like to we've gone through a hard time. So even if you not necessarily lost a parent, you probably can obviously still have advice and just for just to be a listening ears for these kids. Who's not a parent or something is huge. Sure. So, and also from the parents perspective, it's nice to know that someone has their eyes on their child during the weekend. So I think the big buddy match is really important from that perspective as well. Um, especially for maybe a first time parent Mm -hmm. and they want to make sure someone's watching out for their child or children. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I had a great feeling just watching the video of those two young men and, um, can tell that that helped a lot during the weekend. So, um, you know, I'm a little bit of a softy. Um, you know, I, I looked at the, the testimonial pages, um, and blown away with some, I want to read two, two testimonials were written. The first one was, um, by a 12 year old boy named Tyler. And Tyler writes, each camp makes me feel like my soul has taken a shower. My loss had been the mud puddle and the comfort zone helps clean it off of me. And then another 12-year-old, David, writes, it is hard to tell my friends that I got to go to comfort zone camp because they just don't understand. They just don't get it. Nobody understands until I get to the comfort zone camp where everyone understands. What do those two testimonials mean to both of you? Well, I just got goosebumps I and <laughs> choked up myself um, just because I get it. Um, it's It really is a 
um, bubble of people who understand and you're surrounded by not only some of the wisest kids you'll ever meet but also the nicest adults you'll ever mm-hmm. meet everyone is giving up their weekend to be at this camp um like i said either if they've gone through something similar and they want to help a kid or they just hear about the mission of comfort zone and they just why would you not want to give back and help um and exactly with the mud puddle in the shower like it really that's such a beautiful metaphor of like how you feel like you feel rejuvenated and like your soul is like cleansed it sounds really cheesy and but um you really do leave camp um a different person Mm -hmm. i feel the same way sue i do i absolutely do and i think that anyone who attends uh as a camper as well as anyone who participates as a volunteer you're you leave there just thinking this is the kindest group of people you've Mm -hmm. ever met and i think to go back to what you had talked about with the judgment free zone Mm -hmm. it's um it's the place where the kids can talk about what they need to talk about and not have anyone correct them Mm -hmm. or change their try to change their mind or have them feel differently um meaning they 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 don't want to say oh you shouldn't feel like that so i think it's just it's just a comfortable place right and i think yeah definitely fun um and also it definitely changes the way i know for me how you want to live your life um you just meet all these people who they all have different types of jobs. Um, some are teachers, they're in finance, they're lawyers or anything like that. And then they all come here and it just, you go back to the real world and you just, you have to remember to be kind to yourself and just to be kinder to others. Cause you really don't know what people have gone through. Okay. Yeah. You don't know what they've experienced. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We only have a few minutes sure. left in the podcast, and obviously we could talk about this for hours and hours, and just listening to you too, it's it's unbelievably impressive. Let me ask you something. Um, how does someone get involved, whether it be a volunteer or a supporter? What's the best way that someone does that? So we actually have two events coming up if you are interested in learning about joining Comfort Zone or learning more about it in person. Um this Sunday, actually, October 6th, we have, um, it's called the Comfort Zone Camp Community Walk, and it's just a group of volunteers all getting together and uh, talking about Comfort Zone if anyone wants to join, or it's just reconnecting that bubble, because you do spend a kind of intense weekend together, and then you're back into the real world, so it is nice being able to feel that bubble again, um, and that is at Pine Banks Park in Malden, Mass., um, and then... Um, Sorry, the, there's full information on that at Comfort Zone Massachusetts Facebook page. Um, and then also coming up in October, we have a team trivia night, um, and that is going to be at the Victory Grill in Dedham. And that's another uh, awesome event that you can come and learn about Comfort Zone and donate money because that is always appreciated for Comfort Zone since all the programs are free. And if you once again go to the, our Comfort Zone Massachusetts Facebook page, you'll see more information on that. Um, I'm also part of the New England Volunteer Committee, so uh, you can always email me at bcarney at nayouth.com if you do want some more information. Um, but uh, yeah, Sue can also tell more about online of how to yeah, get say, more information. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the best place to start is also to look at our website, just like what you did, Rick, yeah. to see the testimonial, see what it looks like, see what it's, you know, and, and you can look at it yourself as a 
potential volunteer. You can look at it as a parent to see if this is a program that maybe your child, if you need this service, would be a good you know candidate for this, as well as um, even watch some of the videos with your children so that they can see what it's gonna look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of the kids who attend the first time say I saw the videos and I couldn't believe it was really like that, but it is exactly like that. Mm-hmm. And then they, they just, it's almost like Hotel California, you know? You, you don't want to leave though like you you can check out but you don't want to leave mm-hmm. you can just leave for the weekend and then you're going to come back over and over and over again mm-hmm. so it's it's someplace you want to be absolutely so make sure you're checking out their website obviously their facebook page and all north end residents if you want to know more about this you definitely can reach out to brenna here at the youth center she gave her email address so just come on down to to the uh to the youth center and she'll talk to you about that um I'm going to give you both the final word and you can kind of put any more plugs in that you might want of some upcoming events or anything, but included in your final word, each of you, I'd like to know what comfort zone camp holds for each one of your, your futures. Definitely. Um, and like I said, with all our events coming up, if you do want to give back, but you might be thinking that a camp might be too much for you, but you really find this is a great mission. Um, you can always join the comfort comfort zone, Amazon smile. So anytime you order something on Amazon, a percentage will go back to comfort zone. Um, or especially with the holidays coming up, you want to give back. Um, the comfort zone is always looking for gift cards for Walmart and Amazon because that's where we get our camp supplies. Um, but I guess the last remarks about comfort zone is that it has changed my life completely. I truly don't know who I'd be as a person without it. I'm actually getting a little choked up about it. But um, even if you, like I said, have not experienced a loss, um, you want to volunteer for something that is bigger than yourself, bigger uh, for the greater good of the community, um, please check out comfort zone because it is something that, is rare and obviously we live in a world right now where things are messy and hard and this is a place that is really a light in a really kind of messy world right now so yeah absolutely so how about a final word from you i think brenna you have said this so tremendously um i'm choked up as well so what i would say is support this organization um reach out to us if you need us um, become involved and it definitely will change your life for the better and then you will then be that ripple out mm-hmm. to the community um, and one person does make a difference absolutely I want to thank you both for coming on the podcast uh, to talk about this amazing program comfort zone camp um, I learned a lot today obviously and Brenna has spoken a lot about this um, this is just an impressive initiative you're all doing and continued great work with that um and again if people in north end would like to know more about this come on down and see brenna um we do have um to wrap this up uh, we again could probably talk about two or three more hours i can just tell the passion of both of you mm-hmm. you seriously could be sitting b- around a campfire right now just Definitely. talking about all the great years so again continued success to your your program and it's our best to your founder who actually put this on the map which is pretty impressive so Thank you. I uh, do want to let people know about some upcoming podcasts that are coming up. Um, the end of this week, we're having uh, uh, a topic of uh, autism, and we've got three people coming in. Uh, we have Lauren, who's our staff member here, who's going to talk about how she worked one-on-one with an autistic child in the school system. 
We have Lauren Perry coming in to talk about the parent's perspective of having an autistic child and some of the challenges and some of the unbelievable successes they've had. And then um, also old friend Nick Savarese, uh, just like Lauren Perry, a former worker here when they were high school kids. He is the executive director of the Doug Flutie Foundation on Autism. So they'll be coming in there. Followed by that, we have Tyler Nelson coming in to talk about resiliency and proving people wrong. We have Anthony Sideri coming in to talk about addiction. Uh, Anthony's an old friend of the youth center. kind of come on to, uh, to talk about some of the issues we're dealing with. And then we got a kind of a fun one. Jack Morin and Jackson Burbrick are coming in as uh, members of our Super 8 champion baseball team talking about their amazing year that they had last year. So as we say all the time, if there are additional podcast topics that you'd like or, or people like these amazing people from the Comfort Zone camp, uh, let us know and we'll make sure we get on our um, our podcast. Uh, this one will be up probably in the next few hours. So again, thank you again, Sue and uh, Brenna for coming on. And as we finish every podcast, we always say too much passion is not enough passion.